we extend a joyful, resurrectional greeting this morning to all of you, especially to visitors and guests who are with us and those who signed the guest register book, George and Helen Pappas from New York, Mr. and Mrs. Pete Wood and family from Deep Haven, Minnesota, James and Taria Will from Evanston, Illinois, Georgia Granius from Chicago, Illinois, Chris, Christine, John, and Andrew Granius from St. Paul, Alex W. Peters from Tucson, Arizona, welcome back, Alex, Mrs. Granius from Chicago, Mr. Zoitopoulos from Minnetonka. We praise the Lord that Mr. Zoitopoulos, who is from Greece, had successful bypass surgery and is now on his way back home to Greece. Julia Gassel from Minneapolis, Jenny Burgett from Burnsville, and Shana Burkholz from Burnsville. We welcome you and we invite you to fellowship with us immediately following the sermon this morning in the social hall. I would like to share with you briefly this morning the words of a fellow priest recalling the death of his mother. Quote, It's been more than six years now, but the experience is as vivid as if it had happened yesterday. It was two days after my mother had died at age 51 of cancer. Our family had arrived a little early at the church for the visitation. The rest of my family walked down the center aisle toward the front of the church, but I didn't. For some reason, I really felt nervous about going to the casket, so I started walking along the back wall of the church, down the side and across the front, taking time to see where all the flowers came from before I finally came to the casket. And when I looked at her body lying there, I was filled with this overwhelming feeling that it wasn't her. Yes, it was her body. Yes, she was wearing her favorite red blouse. But no, that was not my mother. She was not there. Like Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome in the Gospel of Mark's account of Easter morning, I was bewildered and sort of confused by this. And like them, I said nothing to anyone. It was three years before I talked about it. But I can now understand that like Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, what I experienced on a January afternoon in 1984 was the empty tomb of Easter morning. With my ex what my experience said to me was a silent version of the words the three women heard early that morning 2,000 years ago. You need not be amazed. 
You are seeking Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Those words are spoken to all of us. They are words that tell us that the story of our God is a story of hope. We can be filled with hope because we know that God does not abandon us even in death. We belong to him both for now and for all eternity. We can be filled with hope because we know that death is not the final page of our story. God continues to write our story with the words of Easter. He is risen. He is not here. We can be filled with hope because we know that death will be transformed into new life. No, we cannot avoid heartaches and sufferings and pain. They're part of life. They were part of Jesus' life. We cannot avoid death. Yet we have hope because we know that God transforms death into new life. We are not terminal, but transitional. And so this priest concludes by saying, when I hear the Easter story now, the story of the women who have come to the tomb to anoint death and, and instead find resurrection, I think of the experience of the empty tomb of my mother. And I'm not alone. I stand with many others who have heard those same words in the midst of their grief. He is not here. I should like to conclude with these words written by Margaret Slattery during the Second World War. She had been thinking about the millions of servicemen who had been killed in battle, and she wrote these words. There are graves in the lonely sands of Africa where a brother who died bravely was buried. A dearly beloved friend, a boy who won at tennis and swam across the lake with strong, steady stroke a few short months ago. They were buried where they fell, and the tide of battle roared on, leaving a mound across a flag. Above such graves, there is a voice saying, He is not here. In faraway Bataan, they buried a nurse who had been good and gay and very daring, a doctor who with his last ounce of strength had ministered to those in pain, and a Philip Filipino patriot, one of his country's finest sons. Over their graves, a voice in the wind, a clear voice saying, not here, because I live, 
they live also. Close quote. And over your grave and my grave someday, there will be a voice whispering in the wind, the voice of the Son of God saying, He is not here. He is not here in this grave because I live. He also lives. Amen.